This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 14, Episode 9, titled Frock the Vote. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one shady bearded lady from the podcast. <laughs> Pod is my co-pilot. Please say... Now, I am a black woman. To Taylor, the latte boy. Hello, Taylor, the latte boy. How are you? Hello, Joe Batanz. How are you? I am doing very, very well. You know, last week... Seven days ago, we discussed um, episode eight. Boy, what an wow. episode that was! It's it's crystal clear in my mind everything that we said and just yeah. the, the passion and the, the 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 emotion that we were feeling talking about that just seven days ago. Yeah, you know I have a really bad memory. Do you remember what happened on that episode? Um, I believe that Willem went home. Yes. And it was the Frenemies episode yes. where they all sang the same stupid song. Yeah. And I remember Pamela Anderson was in it. Oh, she was? And I yeah, mean, she yeah. was she was one of the she was one of the hosts, the judges, I mean. Oh. And I just remember everybody being shocked when Willem went home. And and Willem puking on the side of the stage. Yeah. Uh anyway, uh <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was getting, you know, there's all kinds of things that go on here at Afterthought Media. And I was doing that and I was letting you vamp while I did those yes. things. Yes. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. But, you know, Taylor, as you've made abundantly clear today, speaking of bad memories, you want to get the fuck, you want to just do this, hit it and quit it and get out. I'm, I'll tell, let me get through this. I'll tell everybody what I'm talking about. This week, the Queen's Decorate platform healed before presenting their political platforms in the Frock the Vote debate and on the runway category is Inaugural Ball. Sharon Needles is named Cheryl Needles. Sharon Needles is named the winner of the challenge while Latrice Royale and Dita Ritz are placed in the bottom two. After lip sync battle for their lives, Dita Ritz is asked to sashay away, sashay away and Rue reveals an eliminated queen will be returning, leaving five queens in the race. For another week, Taylor the Latte Boy from Florida. Name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. So, okay. I I had a hard time coming up with two things that I liked. There was very little, however, that I disliked. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was a serviceable episode. Yeah. One that was, for the most part, kind of forgettable. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that I definitely enjoyed Latrice's lip sync. You, you kind of felt that one. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a, let's see, what is the other one that I liked? Mm -hmm. I, I kind of liked the mini challenge. It was something that was drag, drag, uh, askewed, as mm -hmm. it were, mm -hmm. but it was also, it was silly and it, it encouraged creativity. However, I do have questions about that. Yeah. Um, the thing I did not like would be this Dan Savage. Mm -hmm. 
he's an asshole. And I've never been a big fan of his, but I was particularly, I, I did not like him at all in this episode. And I, I, I just, he was, he was my least favorite part of it. The fact that he was just so trying, trying to be something that he's not. So I don't know. We'll talk about him as the episode goes on. What about you? I like the lip sync. I was actually, and maybe we can talk about this later, but I was uh, thinking about how almost in a very old man, they don't make him like they used to kind of way. You're right. This is a forgettable episode, and this lip sync is better than 90% of the episode, of the lip syncs we see now. And there's no shablams. There's no stunts. It's just right. straight up lip syncing. Because Dita Ritz did a great job. She did. Latrice deserved the win. She really did. Dita wasn't robbed, but Dita by herself did a great job. And Mm -hmm. um, Latrice just did a better job. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that because Dita Ritz listens to the show. I'm I'm legitimately saying that this lip sync (laughs) is is better than than the average lip sync from a a, a completely forgettable episode. Yeah. You know? Uh, the other thing I liked about this episode was, um, I liked the challenge. I don't know if I liked the way that challenge was executed on both sides, but I like the idea of the challenge. That that was one that I'd actually thought about doing is my favorite too. Yeah. So the thing I didn't like, and it's funny that you went with Dan Savage, Dan Savage, this Jeffrey Moran. <laughs> I knew you were. I knew that was going to be it. I don't like him. You know, I was, I was staring at him because you know this is the first one that's in HD per yeah. season, and I was staring at him, and it was like he is so pulled back. Yep. But then his eyes aren't done. Yep. So it looks really weird. He has this like super taut, pulled back skin, but his eyes are like the eyes of a seventy-year-old man. Uh huh. I, I, you, you and I must have sat next to each other and watched the exact same episode at the exact same time and had the exact same thoughts because that was, that was mine too. You know, this Adam Devine. Yeah. I haven't talked to this guy in over 10 years, right? Uh But we're still friends on Facebook, like on his personal Facebook Uh and he'll post personal pictures. So these are Uh candid pictures. He's had so much work done. Really? Yeah, it's insane. I don't think you can tell on TV, but you can tell, like, I'm all, he has the eye. I will say the work's pretty good, except that he looks Chinese, right? <laughs> but, uh, but his eyes have definitely been done and whatnot. Okay. I'm, look, I'm looking him up now. So, anyway. So, I don't like this Jeffy Moran. You know, while he's looking this up, I want to talk about something that happened today. So this Taylor, yesterday, he's like, I'm just confirming that we're doing season four, which I'm going to be honest with you, I forgot. And I forgot. Okay. What yeah. And that is why I sent the text message. Yeah. And I go, okay. And he goes, what episode? And I go, episode nine. And we've, we've discussed what episode it was. I'm going to tell everyone nine times. For every episode that's been, we've discussed this episode. <laughs> that is not true at all. But And okay. uh, today... He said, I confirm it. Zach writes the script. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Then today I get this text message. Are we doing... We just talked yesterday. 
are we doing the episode today? And I go, yes. That's not what I said at all. And I go, he goes, what episode? And I was like, episode nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's see. Let's pull, let's pull this up. Let's sure. pull this up. Yeah. So. Yes. Yesterday at 6.51, I wrote, uh-huh. when do we start doing season four again? Is that tomorrow night? Okay. Not different from what I said, but okay. At 7.33, you wrote, oh, yeah, I think so. I have to check in with Zach. True. I did. And that was the last I heard from you mm-hmm. until 1.41 this afternoon, in which I wrote, following up on your checking in with Zach, are we on for tonight? And mm-hmm. if so, how many episodes are we doing? Please say one. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. And when, he wrote, when oh, we, yeah. Joe, Joe, I'm not done. Joe wrote, oh, sorry. Yes. Checked in with Zach. I already have the script. We are only doing one. I usually only do one. So I don't know why you're so frightened. Yes. To which my response was, well, I know we sometimes do two Shady Pines, but I feel like we've also knocked out two at a time for Drag Race before. For the old episodes, for the old seasons, obviously. But I didn't sleep well last night, so I was hoping we could just focus on one. I'll watch it with dinner tonight. To which your response was, Shady Pines are only 30 minutes long. <laughs> and then, okay, with a exclamation point. Yeah. To which I wrote, I know, I just remember when we talked about starting up again in a week, because it has only been seven days since the last episode. Um, We talked about possibly starting up and doing two at a time to knock them off your list before all of your Spotify stuff. And I thought we decided on one a night, but I wasn't sure to which Joe's response is see you tonight at eight at five twelve, I wrote one time, which episode are we doing to which he wrote nine. And then are you okay? What happened last night? I wrote last night. He said, you said you didn't sleep well. And then I just wrote, I just stayed up too late because I woke up late yesterday. And you wrote, okay. That's the entire conversation verbatim. I will happily post screenshots in the Discord. If I, I don't think there's nothing that was fundamentally different from what I said. Yeah, you, you said that I asked last night, what episode are we doing? Which I did not do. And then you said that I asked again today. Today was the only day that I asked. I asked one time. If because anything, I just wanted to confirm. If anything, you actually made more of a point that I forgot. Where you were like, "Please say we're only doing one episode." I'm like, when have we ever done two episodes? I I am almost positive at some point we recorded. We were like, "Let's just knock out like a season three. Or no, I didn't do season three. Uh, season five or something where we did the last couple of episodes where not a lot happens. I'm I can almost guarantee it that we did that. And it's fine. I just wanted to make sure that I was giving you the best tailor that I could, which is why I'm reading text messages on a podcast. After Willem's elimination, the queens are shocked to see <laughs> Willem's lipstick ass print on the mirror. Meanwhile, Sharon and Fifi reenact Willem's disqualification. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. Each queen will get 20 minutes to decorate a pair of platform heels in a design inspired by an absolute cocktail, Fifi wilds with her tropical theme and wins the mini challenge. After the mini challenge, RuPaul announces this week's maxi challenge. Each queen is in the running to be America's first drag queen president. They need to prepare political platforms, openings, and closing statements, and slogans for the Frock the Vote debate 
that will earn the votes of the American people. Taylor Delante, boy, lots to discuss here. Let's talk first about everything that happened after Willem's elimination. I was, I did not remember just how petty they all seemed in that moment with Mm -hmm. the cheering and the throwing glitter and particularly you know when you think about it when we watched it originally back 10 years ago which i can't believe this is 10 years old there was definitely they definitely were trying to set up the sharon and fifi hate each other throughout the entire thing obviously they did the frenemies thing all that kind of stuff but to have this where then like they're they're working together where they're you pretend to be you pretend to be Willem and I pretend to be RuPaul and then everybody laughing at the two of them working together. It kind of there was cracks in the cracks in the storyline, I think, as far as mm-hmm. what they were setting up for us. But we were just in the middle of everything that was going on. So we didn't necessarily realize that. Um I guess the one thing that really stood out was they were talking about the whole idea of the, you know, the, the talk about a badge of honor that the way Willem left and Chad was like, no, that's the walk of shame. That's the worst thing that could happen to her is that she, she left, she left drag race in disgrace. Yeah. Okay. Time will tell. Yeah. I, it's funny you said that. I put it in my notes that Sharon's not wrong. It is pretty punk rock to get kicked off of RuPaul's drag race and Willem has, um, ridden. Is that right? She's ridden that whole uh, uh, fa- the ignominy of that to uh, fame. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Chad, I was noticing it today. I, could, I did not clock this when I watched it originally. I remember liking Chad very much. But Chad is really like a very fussy old queen. Oh, yeah. He is the grandmama of the yeah. workroom. He's like, this is how it works, you know. But think about it. He was, you know, th- this was where you were starting to see the change in the the cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first couple of seasons, it was all about the female illusion. Yeah. And it was all about a certain type of drag to which I would say Chad Michaels participates in and participates yeah. in it well. Yeah. I mean, you know, he definitely... She knows what she's doing kind yeah. of thing. But this is where we're seeing now the, you know, the Sharon Needles and the Willems at this point and, and different types of queens are starting to come in. So it is this juxtaposition of these two worlds, these two cultures of drag kind of coming together and having a friendly debate, as it were. And this is an example of that. How many Funko Pops do you have behind you? Um, I'm not exactly sure. That has nothing to do with what we were just talking about, but I have a bunch. I have all of the Wonder Woman ones. Hmm. All the different Wonder Woman costumes, and I have the Golden Girls ones. And they're releasing new Golden Girls Funkos, which I think I told you about. Did I tell you about that? No. John Paul gave me some of those little tot toys or whatever for Golden Girls. I got a bunch of Golden Girls for my birthday. Oh, that's nice. By the way, Adam Salandra on this Sunday, you know they opened up a Golden Girls restaurant here? I did see something about that, yeah. And Adam on Shady Pines last week was like, are you going to be jealous that I'm going to this? I'm like, no, it's going to be a shit food. What? Why do you pay too much for shitty food? Just sit next to an ugly bed? You know, whatever? Yeah. I I messaged him. He's posting all these photos. I go, how was the food? He goes, it was horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It's all about the pictures. It's all about people saying that they got to sit in 
you know, a room that looked like the, which didn't even really look like it. No. The, the Golden Girls kitchen and Blanche's no. bedroom and all that kind of stuff. That was horrible. I, I would never, I was like, oh, Joe's going to want to go. No, Joe doesn't want to go to that. Joe wouldn't want to go to that. Why would I want to go? Why would I want to go to that? You've been to, to the actual house. The front. The front. And I've been to the actual simulation of the house. Which is burned down. Studios. Right. Which it's not there anymore. Now that's like where the Millennium Falcon is. Oh, Galaxy's Edge is where the Golden Girls house used to be? Oh, mm-hmm. very, very interesting. You know, one thing, too, is like Willem posing with that check before the – they filmed all those before the season, right? Yes, they did. I he I heard uh, Willem recently talk about that. Okay. That he didn't want to do it, but they kind of told them all in the beginning they all had to do it. Oh, so they did film it after he was disqualified, but they made him do it. Oh, no, they filmed it early on in the season. Oh. They filmed it like during episode one, and then they just would, they would show it after each one. But oh, he, he didn't want to do it. I heard that on, uh, I think on Race Chaser. Race Chaser. The workroom. In the workroom, Chad refined her Lady Pimp character, and Fifi O'Hara sings and burps to break the silence. Uh, during the table visits, Dan Savage joins RuPaul. Latrice Royale wants to increase funding for HIV and AIDS patients. Fifi offers a kiki with the American public. And Dita Ritz is fighting for drag queen wage increase. Meanwhile, Chad Michaels' lady pimp, Chad Michaels' lady pimp character is not running on real issues, and Sharon wants to give the government a sex change. There's a lot to talk about here. Maybe not the table visits per se, mm-hmm. but more like as much as I like the challenge. If they were to redo it, I would want more clear, defined yes goals. Because yes, yeah, yeah, Taylor's nodding. No, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you're nodding. So, well, okay. So, we had the season 12, we had a similar idea with the debate with, you know, the, the infamous look over there. Yeah. Um, and that one felt more where they were all expected to play a character. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I think that th- there wasn't, is this supposed to be camp? Is this where we're talking about real issues? And I feel mm-hmm. like Dita kind of talks about that later on yeah. after the challenge. Like nobody, she basically says, nobody explained to us what we were supposed to do here. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that it definitely shows because you had where some characters, like some some performers like Dita, who was trying to, I think, genuinely answer the questions. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, and even Sharon, I would say to some degree, but then you've got, Chad Michaels mm-hmm. and and her Afro puffs and the whole Fifi kind of is a Sarah Palin thing and yeah. it just it felt very disjointed it felt very disconnected to me. Mm-hmm. Well, that that and the, the thing too is the judging seems to be inconsistent. So it's like, oh, you know, like uh, this person didn't take it seriously, and then bad, and then it's like, oh, Sharon was great. Which Sharon didn't really take it super seriously. She's a Great job, but she didn't take it super seriously. And how are you supposed to take it seriously as a drag queen? Right. And it's funny because then they bring up – well, I guess we're not there yet. We're not at the Fractal Zone. Right. But, we're, we're all over the place. But Dan Savage was – there is – you know, I'm afraid to say this because a uh, friend of the show, Mike Lawson, is a huge Dan Savage fan. Okay. Right. And I guess I never really noticed before today what a smug asshole he is. Smug. That is the word I was looking for. Very, very smug. Very just, you know, I'm better than everyone in this room. Fuck off. No, you're not. 
And he said political commentator. When has Dan Savage on any major news platform been a political commentator? He used to be on Politically Incorrect a lot. And I think he, I think he still does Bill Maher. I haven't watched Bill Maher in years, but I, I no, think he does yeah. Bill Maher. There are a lot of Democrats like Bill Maher, other people I know, who are like now becoming like Republican. It's really weird. They're becoming like conservative and like I never Bill Maher's always been an asshole. Fuck that guy. Uh but yeah, Dan Tempest was very smug and then like for some I'll be honest with you, now look. <clears throat> I'm not accusing Dan Savage of anything, but I did notice he was harder on the queens of color than he was on the white queens. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. He loved Chad, loved Sharon, but was like a lot harder on the queens of color. And he seems like one of those gays that would be like low key, like ivory tower liberal racist. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. White savior. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I bet you if you go to Dan Savage, like, if you see, like, his, if you had access to his Instagram, like, he has no friends of color. Like, he only hangs out with people that look just like him. Yeah. You know, I no, think, I, I agree with that. You know what I think it is? And I, and, and I have to be, you know, full dis- I, I love that you're being careful. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I'm a very careful person. Full disclosure, I really soured on Dan Savage when I read this article recently. This is Dan Savage who, like, will talk about how to, like, suck cum out of a guy's butt or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. The and same one. Yeah. And it's very, like, oh, la-di-da. Like, he's in some sort of weird thruple where it's, like, he's monogamous, but the boyfriend isn't. I don't understand. Jean Paul was explaining to me, right? And, but for some reason, and, I, and all these guys have this one little thing. He's really, really opposed to May-December romances. Like, to the point where I read an article that they were surprised how opposed he is to them. Like, it's his sort of cause celeb and how much he hates younger guys with older guys. So, is it safe to say you were triggered Yeah, <laughs> by this? Yeah, like, fuck this guy. You know? Because I'm sure yeah. that if all of a sudden Dan Savage was in a May-December romance, then all of a sudden it'd be okay. And he would weasel if, his way. If Dan Savage was the one that ended up dating and marrying Tom Daly instead of Dustin Lance Black. Yeah. Then it would be absolutely like look at look at us. We're the gay super couple. Yeah, like, oh there's a book of a good thing. You have this dumb, stupid, like Dan Savage monotone logic. I love how the word about Fenny Mike Lawson. I've I just leaned into that. <laughs> you but know, it's, it's I, I I'm sorry if I can if I can say something else. I, I agree with you particularly and we'll definitely watch this happen over the the episode where he seems to really kind of go in, as you just said, on Dita, particularly, mm-hmm. where I think she was already struggling with it. And when she came up with the idea, which I think the platform of making sure that queens get paid, it it turned into this whole, like, well, that's not going to be enough, and blah, 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 and, you know, so you're only going to have drag queens. Stri- Fuck off. First of all, nobody's voting for anybody. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I think that if, you know, she applied it towards... You know, it makes sense if she's a drag candidate, mm-hmm. she is going to speak to drag issues. And if there's a way that she could bring this up, possibly in a humorous way, but still kind of talk about the issue that a lot of these girls don't get paid what they should be paid for performances. Mm-hmm. I I just I didn't like I just I just thought it was so disrespectful the way he was talking to her. It felt very it felt very Michelle Visage. 
of this, particularly of this time of like, Rue's not going to say the nasty things, but I'm going to have Dan Savage stand next to me and just say shitty things and ask shitty questions of these girls to try to get them to question what they're doing. Well, it's one of these things where like, there wasn't even like a tongue in cheek or wink from Dan Savage. that He thought this was silly. Like, it seemed like he really took it seriously. Somebody said that they wanted to pay for something or other. Like, you know, I don't know what it is. Like, I want to, I think it was the trees. I want to get, you know, tucking pads for all the drag queens. He's like, that's great, but where are you going to get the money? What are you going to cut? That was meds for HIV and AIDS. Yeah. Is what what Latrice wanted. Yeah. He's like, where are you going to cut? He's like, you realize this is a dumb fucking show about, you know, people dressing up in drag. Yeah. This is not, this is not really running for president. And then Sharon Needle goes and just does, breaks all the rules, which goes Sharon Uh Needle, but he's all like, oh, Bravo, that is great. I'll drag queen a hundred years from now because that's what. And it was like she's bullshitting, and you need that bullshit to to justify why you're nice to the white queens and mean to the queen of color. By the way, Fifi, I don't remember just even a week ago. I have a really bad memory, but was Fifi was super annoying in the workroom, and I'm like, was she always like this? Is this a new thing? I didn't, I don't ever remember that. The only thing I remember from Fifi when I first started watching the, this season 10 years ago was just the, the nasty confessionals and that everything everybody does is not as good as she could have done it or mm-hmm. would have done it. And that's what I remember about that. Um, I know I, my notes, I, know, I said, I said, notice how Dan Savage never, every other person on the table visit, he would challenge them. And he never challenged Sharon. Thank you. All right. You know what? Why don't we do this, Taylor? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we will discuss the rest of the episode. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah! <laughs> it's time for Frock the Vote 202012. It's debate night in America, and the queens are ready to earn your vote. Lady Pitt Michaels gets cut off by the lights. Latrice and Sharon take a more serious approach than the other girls. Fifi makes a joke about the help. And Dita Ritz struggles to articulate her message. Taylor Latte Boy, let's talk about this Frock the Vote 2012. What were your thoughts? Any big takeaways from this? Um, a, a question for you before, though. Yes, go ahead. Imagine questions. Were you, were you involved in debate clubs or anything in high school or mock debate in college or anything of that sort? Reclaiming my time? Reclaiming my time? <laughs> uh, no, I was not. Okay. Why were you? Uh, I thought it would be something that would be fun. So I went to one club meeting my freshman year of high school. And I did not understand that there was a structure. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just people yelling at each other. <laughs> or just that you you felt away and then you just defended it. And when I learned that the way that they did it in my high school was you picked a side 
Mm-hmm. And you had to have like talking points and like articles that backed up your particular, you know, particular opinion. And I remember um, the the teacher who was in charge of it, whose name I cannot remember, but I know she was my history teacher. Mm-hmm. She said, okay, you go over to that side. And I said, but I don't believe in that side. I, be- I want to be on this side. And she said, well, but that's the whole idea of debate club. You don't get to, you don't get to decide. You just debate you have to defend that side whether you believe mm-hmm. in it or not yeah and i never went back why not because that's not what i wanted to do where's your proof <laughs> i have it on a card right here oh okay in a little index card box interesting and who, what kind of kids were in the debate club um it was mostly uh nerds <laughs> oh, okay it was it was I want to say it was, yeah, no nerds. Nerds was pretty much it. And I say that as, as a little nerd that mm-hmm. went, mm-hmm. but there was like only one girl and. So was you was, with any other? <laughs> one other girl. Oh, okay. One other girl. And, um, I just, I'm friends with most of them on Facebook still. Actually, now that I think about it, when I'm going through and picturing in my head, who was, who was there? Did so, you sleep with and, any of them? No, no. I only slept with one person from high school, and that was that was twelve years later. So back to Frock the Vote. Were there any moments that that really struck you that you that you remember? Well, one thing that I appreciated was the whole idea of the time with mm-hmm. the green light, yellow light, red light. Mm-hmm. I actually liked that in that it made it to where you couldn't have somebody just like vamp and just couldn't like take over the whole took took over the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So hopefully everybody got equal amounts of time. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Chad used that to her advantage talking about the lights and pointing at the lights with the yellow light, red light kind of thing. Yeah. Um now that being said, could a queen do Chad Michael's character today? <laughs> oh god, no. Very problematic, yeah. Like yeah, what was it, that? It was definitely one that I I just I remember kind of thinking it was funny ten years ago, mm-hmm. and now when you watch it, you're sort of like I am cringing every time she says something. There's a lot of them. Remember when she says, "Oh, are you totally to Dan Savage when Rue comes out of the main?" She goes, "Are you totally retarded or something like that?" And he yes, was like, oh no, I wrote notes about that too. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's awkward." You know? Um, the other thing that i guess we have to talk about we have to talk about this okay let's talk about it bp's comment about the help what is your take on that it's stupid (laughs) right it's stupid to the comment or the backlash both because in fifi's defense she she wasn't playing fifi o'hara she was playing a character Right. That would say this. That said, she probably should have cleared it with Dita and Latrice first. I mean, I, I think it's still stupid to say it, but they acted like Fifi really said it. And it was like, uh, it, it, it was, it was just dumb all around. Like, we, I will say she said it and I went, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't breathe for like 30 seconds. Yeah. So, but yeah, what were your, what was your take? I cringed as well. I definitely cringed. I remember that line. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was coming. And I almost wonder if, 
you know, and I also get that they can pull from other clips. We don't, we, it wasn't a wide shot when we said it. So we don't see Dita and Latrice's reaction, but I know that they showed a reaction of, of Dita kind of going like, Oh my word, or saying Mm -hmm. something like that, where she was kind of playing a character. Mm -hmm. So again, I would hope that she, I would hope that she okayed it with, with, uh, Latrice and Dita, but I don't know mm-hmm. that that's actually the case. The best, the best line was Latrice's of the, I saw Miss O'Hara was ugly and I'm at peace with that. I yeah. thought it was a funny, funny kind of retort. Which is funny because Latrice isn't really a funny queen like that. I wonder how that came about. I don't know. There is something about covering this season in hindsight where, you know, Latrice didn't do very well, but she, was blaming it then on uh she didn't get to get her point across or whatever and they kind of pushed back a little bit on her and at the time i was just so like so in love with latrice i was like yeah that poor latrice but now that we right. saw her performance on all stars i'm like oh this is a thing that she does she fails and she blames other elements well but it's it seems to be it's when improv is involved particularly yeah. mm-hmm. when you think about snatch game um, or snatch game of love mm-hmm. and just the, and the laugh in, yeah. the laugh in episode mm-hmm. of all stars too. So, I mean, she is a beloved, she is a beloved queen, but mm-hmm. you know, not everybody is really good with that. The only other note that I had, um, was that Sharon, Sharon should have won from this. I thought that she came out and she had a very defined character that seemed very confident, very strong. She only seemed to kind of take a pause one time when she was talking about things. Mm-hmm. And I thought that she did She did the best out of everybody. Yeah, she seemed to strike a good balance. But she did win, right? She did win. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And once oh. again, we see, we see where she looks completely different. I mean, that is what, you know, I know that Sharon is problematic now. But when you see that pretty much all of these different looks that she does over the course of the season, her face and her makeup and the hair and everything are so different. She's so good at playing completely different characters, mm-hmm. even though in our mind, we always just go to the spooky place with her. Yeah. No, no, she she is really good. And you you think about how strong she is. And I wonder, I know they can't have her, but how she would do on a an all winter season. Uh, I had a couple of notes. What? So let's go back to Fifi. What the fuck was that character she was doing? Which it was like, I feel she's done that character before, like a dumb, stupid girl or something. But like, was she trying to do Tina Fey as Sarah Palin? Like, what was going on there? Well, that was that was Sarah Palin, two thousand eight or two thousand twelve, two thousand eight, two thousand eight. Okay, so. It makes sense. I think she was sort of doing a Southern uh, Sarah, Tina Fey as Sarah Palin. But if you're going to do something like that, go big. She, I will say that the, the judges panel was right. She didn't go big enough. I just felt like she had these dumb bits that she was just shoehorning in. I didn't like it. Um, she also had all these there's things we didn't see because she has all these props by her. Yeah. But we never saw her use them. And then my mm-hmm. final thing is, why was Michelle there? She didn't talk at all. She asked one of the questions, didn't she? I don't remember. I don't know. How should I know? I, I, but why is Michelle there at all? True. Good <laughs> point. 
it's elimination day and the girls get ready for the main stage in the workroom the queens uh, bemoan the state of american politics chad doesn't talk politics during drag shows but sharon wants rude girls to use their platforms for good sharon reveals she was harshly bullied as a child and hopes to positively influence young people watching at home any thoughts on this elimination day um what are you uh, first of all the conversations about politics were very, that was a very interesting mirror moment to me just because, you know, I think Dita was saying what a lot of people say and that I don't like to talk about politics because eventually feelings get hurt or it causes, it forces you to kind of look at people that maybe, you know, ignorance is bliss kind of thing with some, whether it's family members, whether it's friends, coworkers, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but drag in itself is political. You're making a statement when you go out in, in these outfits and you go out and you lip sync the song you pick, the dance moves you do, everything like that. I feel like there is a political piece to it. It's just maybe not that verbal debate kind of like what we were seeing in the, um, on the, in the maxi challenge. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to say that I agree with her that I, I don't like talking about politics. We purposely avoid that on pot as my co-pilot. You've asked me about it before in like just between us girls and things. And I try, I definitely try to kind of worm out of it a little bit just because I, I am just knowledgeable enough to be dangerous, but not to really kind of talk about, talk about issues. I know what's important to me. And as a result, I look to see who I need to vote for and that sort of thing. But I, I just. I'm not as comfortable talking about it. Whereas I know that that is something that you are definitely much more comfortable than I am talking about it. What do you think about this DeSantis firing that <laughs> guy who wouldn't, uh, what do you want? It wouldn't implement don't say gay or whatever. Uh, no, that wasn't it. That was the, wasn't don't say gay. It was the attorney general. Yeah. That he wouldn't, he wouldn't prosecute. Uh, I think people not seeking an abortion. I don't know. I, I I can tell you, I will say this, that I do not like my governor, Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. He looks to me like he's going to say to me, like, what can I do to get you in this 93 LeSabre today? Mm-hmm. Like he just, he just has that gross bloated used card salesman mm-hmm. look about him that I do not like. It's so funny that you say, that, you know, we're going through a drought here in California. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they've asked us to conserve water, which I'd gone on rants about this on other shows. My very Bill Maher. It's my Bill Maher rant. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking today, but I actually really like our governor. I like Gavin Newsom a mm-hmm. lot. I wish he would run for president, right? But I was thinking today in the shower. I was taking a shower today. I'm all, you know, that motherfucker's taking long ass showers. You know Gavin Newsom's taking long ass showers, but he uh-huh. wants—he's uh, the kind of person that would want us to not take long showers, right? With nine nozzles in a, in a big room, kind of like uh, oh yeah, like like Faye Dunaway and Mommy Dearest, where she backs up into the shower with all the showers hitting her when she's uh, when she's got her she's in the she's in the shower with her boyfriend, and then she uh, and then he's like probably like lets the water run forever to make sure it's the right temperature, you know, like he just wants it to be the perfect temperature. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Well, it's time for Taylor's favorite. Oh, I have a couple notes here. Sorry. I yeah, wrote I here, have one more note, too. I have. I wrote here, Chad is 100% Republican. Okay. <laughs> He's all, I have this rule. Girls, there is no talking about politics. I'm like, that's what a Republican says. 
And then yeah. uh, I wrote, Dita's not wrong about Dan Savage, but I don't remember what she said about Dan Savage. Well, I think that that was where she talked about the idea of you come at me like I have an idea and then you come at me and you kind of trash me and basically tried to make her feel like shit prior mm-hmm. to going out when she already wasn't feeling good about what she had to what she had to present. Mm-hmm. I mean, they showed Dita struggling earlier on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 as I said before, I completely agree with Dita in this. Um, the statement that Sharon made of the, if I can just help one child did not age well, given no. what we've heard about Sharon Needles. Yeah. Maybe she made it, she could harm one child. Right. And she would be good. Um, all right. Well, now it's time for the looks. Now, Table of the Latte Boy, I did not, I mean, I watched the looks. I couldn't tell you a thing. I mean, I remember Sharon because it was weird. I remember Chad because that's like the one you always see from Chad in season four, I feel like. Yes. When they show a clip. And uh, Fifi wore white. Tita wore black. I don't remember what she wore. She wore something weird. I could see what Belt. they said. Like, yeah. Um, Belt bodice thing. Yeah. All right. So go ahead. Your thoughts on the looks. Uh, Fifi uh, was wearing white. She wore a white gown. I like the idea of this, like inauguration inauguration ball mm-hmm. um but i feel like most of them didn't really that it's not something that you would wear to the inauguration um but i thought fifi looked really pretty in a 1989 expose company b cover girls girl group kind of way but i thought that that's my aesthetic that's i like yeah. that i respond to that so i i gave her a toot not to okay. make it was horrible and it looked cheap okay well, and then Dita came out in a black dress that was a similar silhouette of where it kind of flared out like the mermaid tail at the bottom of it. And I lo- I loved the dress. I particularly loved Dita's makeup. The the color lipstick that Dita had on, it just really kind of popped and was was she just looked beautiful. So I gave that one a toot. I didn't like the bright, the bright blue eye contacts, and I saw the wig, and it was thirsty. No, the wig. No, notice, I didn't mention the wig through all of that. It was a thirsty wig, but yeah. uh, um. So, and and the blue, the blue contacts that was of its time. Okay. That was, you know, when you think about uh, Coco Montrese becoming a White Walker and yeah. walking around with those. Windex blue, Windex blue contacts. So Chad came out in the cream and dream, uh, cream and cream yes. and green colored dress, looking very 1950s Republican, yeah. uh, Republican first lady. Um, absolutely beautiful. This was my favorite look of the night, and I gave this one a toot. Thank you. So then the next look was Latrice. Latrice came out in a black, like, jersey knit, like, one piece that was one shoulder with her bra strap hanging out the back and just this very weird bejeweled bodice belt WWE championship looking thing. And she looked, it was, it was not good. I also, in HD, does not do Latrice any favors as far as her makeup mm-hmm. because, girl, look how fucking orange your face is, girl. So I have to give Latrice a boot. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. All right. And the last look girl, was look Sharon. Look how orange you fucking look, girl. <laughs> I'm not joking, bitch. 
And uh, the last look was Sharon, who came out in a nude and black ensemble, very futuristic with, you know, like patent leather gloves and a bodice and boots. And she had a kind of crazy, you know, queen of the Karens haircut with a black. I initially gave this a boot and, you know, I'm going to keep it as a boot. I didn't like it. I, I appreciate the art of it, but it was not my fit. We have seen looks from Sharon that I liked more. So I'm giving this a boot. It didn't look great. It didn't look, it looked, it looked thrown together. And yeah. I, then she made I, up this whole, I, like, an wall thing. Yeah. So I got a 60. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Still a D. Yeah. Still. I, I do want to point out, I want to talk to you. It was so such a thing of its time was somebody, it may have even been Dan Savage, made a Marcus Bachman reference. I'm like, oh, my God, that is a name I have not heard for a very long time. Yes. Do you remember Marcus yes. Bachman? Well, it, he said Michelle Bachman, but Marcus Bachman was her husband. Yeah, but they, they made a that. Marcus Bachman joke, too. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that one. Yeah. I didn't hear that one. I just heard Michelle Bachman, but I remember he was like, they, they, she, she went out on a very anti-gay platform. Yeah. And then when they would bring the husband out and he would like, you know, a purse would fall out of his mouth whenever yeah. he talked and he basically would skip over to her and kiss her on the cheek. Yeah. That was the rumor was that he was a big mo. Yeah. You should look up Marcus Bachman videos because yeah, it, it's a thing where he see I don't know what he I mean he he's married so he claims to be straight but um the way if I were just judging I didn't know him I would think he was gay I don't know him though so I have to put, take him at his word that he's straight but yeah seemed very typically gay to me so uh all right that was one note I had all right on the main stage Sharon Needles is named the winner of the challenge while the trees and Dita Ritz are placed in the bottom two forcing them to square off in a lip sync. Battle for Their Lives, a song I've Got to Use My Imagination by Gladys Knight and the Pips. In the end, Latrice is told Shantae you stay while Dita Ritz is asked to sashay away. But before they let the music play, RuPaul reveals Michelle and the judges will be choosing one of the eliminated queens to return to the competition, leaving five queens still in the race. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? Well, Dita looked pissed <laughs> when she was talking to Dan Savage on the judges panel, when he mm -hmm. made comments, she looked genuinely just like, girl, fuck you. I mean, that was kind of the, the, the daggers she was throwing at Dan Savage. And again, could not get away with this. Now, Mich Michelle says to Fifi, don't be offensive. Nobody likes offensive. And then the next second says, now I am a black woman. And as a proud black woman and says it in this accent that was very like, oh, my God, she could never do that now. You know, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. <clears throat> Everyone should know, little peek behind the curtain, that earlier I forgot to pull a clip zero and I told Taylor... Oh, I forgot to pull clip zero. I'll just put it in later in post. And that was the clip zero. But now I think I like the version better where you say it. So I'm going to go pull this <laughs> and put that as the clip zero. Okay. You do what you got to do. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, any other thoughts? Um, no, that that was it. I'm I'm sad to see Dita go. Um, but it's I guess it was her time. I love that Santino. The only note I have here is that Santino loved Fifi. I'm like, what? what? Santino, come on, taste level. He's like, oh, I thought Fifi was great. I'm like, really? Well, there's a reason that he's not on the show anymore. Yeah. I completely forget he was a part of the show until I watch these episodes. And especially when they do the weird, and the which they don't do anymore, where they do the zoom in on the judges. Yeah. Where they turn around. And he's always doing the weird asshole lips where he's like pursing them. And he's kind of squinting his eyes. And he's always got the stupid hat. I just, he's, he's, he's just so, ugh. He, sinewy. There's something about him that makes it seem that like if he like if you were blowing him or jacking him off, that when he came, it would come out like gritty ricotta cheese or something. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> uh, that's offensive to ricotta cheese. Um, that's what they put in. That's what they put in cannolis, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what it seems yeah. like, like that, that, like you know, so, gritty. What's in the, the in the ricotta cheese? No, I'm gonna say it's more like, okay, you know, when you get a new bottle of like of uh, mustard, mm-hmm. and if you don't shake up the mustard first, and you go to squirt it on like a hot dog bun or something, there's all that weird like water that comes out, followed by a little bit of a goop. Yeah, that's that's what it that's what it looks like. That's the texture of it, and I, it's that yellow. I can see that, and I, I actually – I could buy into that. Like, I am not denying you, but there's still something – I could totally 100% see that. But there, I could see, though, still that there is something where there's, like, a texture to it. Like, a, like, a, like it's not liquid, not fully liquid. Like a like a curdled. Yes, curdled is a great way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Like a whey. I don't even know what whey is. Curds and whey. Curds and whey. Anyway, which is the name of our new podcast that you and I are starting – it's our new, it's our new styling. Yeah. Curds and Way. It's like, da, 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 da. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend, every week, as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 4. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week.